0: Wears his Sunday best. Mother's tired, she needs a rest. The kids are playing up downstairs. Sister's sighing in her sleep. Brother's got a date to keep, he can't make around. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our our house. It has a crowd. There's always some.
1: Well, thank you for tuning in. This is The Mile High Show with Matt Santos. You are listening to episode number 172. Got kind of a long intro here and a short episode, so uh, stick around, bear with me. Today's guest is Jackie DiDonato Kemsley. She is a former Prescott Valley resident. She lived here about 20 years and has spent recent years down in the valley. She is an educator, uh, she spent a lot of time with the uh, Humboldt Unified School District in Prescott Valley, Dewey Humboldt area, teaching in Prescott Valley. Again, like I said, she was here for about 20 years and is now down in the valley. But what she was doing back up here, aside from sitting down and talking with me over at Garcia's while I uh, enjoyed some chips and salsa, is she had arranged for a uh, an advanced screening of the movie, A Little pink house now you can find out information on little pink house at littlepinkhousemovie.com and check them out on imdb because there is a um, a nice uh, synopsis of the film there's some great links on littlepinkhousemovie.com you can watch the trailer. You can find out where it's being played, including, oh, all over the place. Just just go go to littlepinkhousemovie.com because you want to find out if it's coming to your area. It is on a limited release. It, the film stars Catherine Keener and Gene Triplehorn. And the reason why it was so exciting to, uh, to watch this movie at the uh, Harkins Theater in Prescott Valley— in a in a private not a private but in a a uh, invitation only uh, screening with Jackie DiDonato Kemsley is because of the personal connection Jackie has with the movie. The main character in the film, portrayed by Katherine Keener, is Suzette Kilo. Suzette Kilo is Jackie's aunt. Uh, so the film. I want you to go to the go to the uh, website. LittlePinkhouseMovie.com because you can get a much clearer synopsis than what I'm giving you. But let me, let me try and whittle it down for you. Uh, Suzette, Jackie's aunt, uh, a, an EMT, uh, and a, and a nurse and a, uh, spent her life helping people. And, uh, after a, uh, after a breakup with her, with her significant other as portrayed in the film, she moves to a town in uh in the on the east coast, a small town, very small town on the water, and buys this kind of rundown home it had been neglected and uh and she, with the help of new friends and neighbors, revitalizes the house uh, repairs it and uh and makes it all her own and yes, paints it paints it pink, therefore the title little pink house um she made this forgotten home in a in a forgotten town her little slice of heaven her little oasis and she loved that house and then the drama begins uh through the course of several years the uh local municipality led by uh the governor as portrayed in the film tries to take over the neighborhood now there is a law there is a a process a legal process where municipalities and towns and states and and the government can do this it is called eminent domain i i know a little bit about eminent domain but nowhere near enough to really talk about it but this is i've had to cover some items of that included eminent domain over the years for local media but i've never seen it put into action uh it's always been listed like in agendas as uh, these are this is what we're doing a b c d e and f and as a last resort eminent domain is an option in in my years of working for media i've never seen that happen but what it is is if a municipality if a if a governing body uh can determine that property that is privately owned can be best used for the public good in a public forum, say, for a hospital, a freeway, some type of public entity, they can take the property and then settle with the owner for what is deemed fair market value. Uh, How do you put a, a price tag on memories and hard work and elbow grease? It doesn't happen. Uh, in the in the movie, Little Pink House, uh, littlepinkhousemovie.com, there's one specific couple that's, that is portrayed as having never lived in another house, an elderly couple. All their memories were there. So the dollar figure didn't matter. They, there was no price you could put on the sentimental value of that home. The same with Suzette Kilo, uh, Jackie's aunt. She fought hard to retain her home. Now, in the in the movie as it's portrayed, there were some backroom deals. It wasn't property that was deemed for the public good. They were trying to backdoor all of this property for uh, a pharmaceutical company that they were trying to lure into the area, and uh, and it was just an ugly situation. It was a very unfair situation. It was a situation that gets you angry and frustrated. And this really happened to Suzette Kilo, Jackie Kemsley's aunt. So, what uh, when the movie came out? It came. It was it, it, on the on the heels of a book about the situation, and then they they ended up making the movie. Uh, Since it was so personal to her, Jackie wanted to bring it to her former hometown of Prescott Valley. So there was a Facebook campaign, getting people interested in it to reserve the theater. And joining me a couple of weeks ago on a Monday night to watch this movie was my good friend Matt Hinshaw. So... After the movie, Matt Hinshaw of The Real Film Nerds, myself and uh, and Jackie and a couple of her friends all went over after the film and plugged in mics and talked for a little bit at Garcia's there right across from the theater. So the, the podcast, the interview you're going to listen to is more of a just getting Jackie's thoughts on the movie, how they portrayed her aunt, a little bit of her frustration in having witnessed this go on. It took place in the mid-90s and just talked it was, it was just a conversation you know how we went off on some tangents that's happens with me i don't i don't uh uh, my mind's all goofy, so we kind of go everywhere. Uh, but I hope you enjoy it. Again, Jackie Donato kemsley is who I'm sitting with, along with Matt Hinshaw of The Real Film Nerds. Now, like I said, we recorded this a couple of weeks ago, but soon after that, a day or two after we sat down, Matt Hinshaw for Real Film Nerds at realfilmnerds.com did his own podcast on the movie where he really talked about how it was – Uh, the process of the movie and and it was more of his movie review. It was a solo podcast that he did. So check that out. If you want to know more about the movie itself, this will be more of Jackie's uh, take on how her aunt was portrayed. And, and we talk a little bit about what she had seen change in her 20 years in Prescott Valley. So uh, it's a good insight. It's a good look snapshot of, of the changes we've seen here locally. Now, I had wanted, like I said, in my years of covering media, I've never seen eminent domain enacted. Uh, I had wanted to get him on mic, a couple of uh, either one or two of uh, one of the local officials to talk about it. It just didn't work out. Uh, But I did get a chance at a recent council meeting here in Chino Valley to talk to a town official. And one of our, uh, and also again, one of our uh, uh, local supervisors, Mr. Craig Brown, just to kind of get their feel. What is eminent domain? Has it ever been enacted here? Now, both the town official I spoke with, the town employee, uh, to his knowledge, has never been enacted here. But like, like I'd mentioned earlier, we will often see in uh, in agendas that when a property, whether for an easement, a right of way, something like that. The For legal reasons, in the agendas and in the paperwork, you have to list, this is what we want, A, this is the process we're going to ch- attempt to do it, B, these are the settlements we're going to try and offer, C, and it goes A, B, C, D. Way down the list is worst-case scenario, if we're left with no other options, eminent domain is on the table. They have to list it as an option. Now, again, I, this department head I spoke with said he has no – knowledge of it ever been enacted in Chino Valley. Uh, and when I spoke to Craig Brown, he got a little deeper on it. He, he, he said the same thing. He, as far as he knows, the county never has. It's come up in conversation and in, in agendas. But the county always attempts to settle for a couple of reasons. One he mentioned is just the deep-seated desire of the citizens as well as the elected officials to honor the property rights of the citizens. The property rights issue is extremely uh, deep-rooted in a conservative state like, like Arizona is. You know, it's, it's my property. Don't tell me what to do with it. And they, they try and honor that as much as possible. And also, the other reason why it's, it's viewed it as a last resort – are the legal cost in pursuing eminent domain, as portrayed in the movie Little Pink House. It went all the way to the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. Millions and millions and millions of dollars were spent in this fight. So as Supervisor Brown pointed out, it's just not worth it. If it comes to where they can't reach a settlement or an agreement with a landowner, they go look for another piece of land. It's just... Cheaper that way. It's not. It's, it's. It's cheaper in in finance as well as in the headache of trying to uh, trying to bend the will of the people. So. Is that something we have to worry about here in Yavapai County? I don't know. doesn't sound like it. This kind of really hit home with me watching this movie because, as uh, you know, if you're a personal friend of, of mine and my family, you may know this. And if you're a listener, I don't, I don't know that we've talked about it before. But here at the Mile High Show household, we have been in the process. Uh, we've lived in the same home in Chino Valley uh, for about three and a half. Well, it's been four years, I guess. Yeah, four years. We were renting for three and a half, and then in the last several months, we have been going through the process of buying the home that we've been renting. Uh, before I go any further, I want to thank Alex Alexandra and, uh, and her husband, Robert Singery, who are our landlords, and they worked with us, gave us such a good deal. And made the whole process go smooth. So thank you, Alex and Robert Singery, for letting us uh, letting us work with you and become homeowners. And the good folks at Yavapai Title, YavapaiTitle.com dot com is their website. Sherry Warren, right here in our local Chino Valley office. Uh, man, it's smooth sailing, no hiccups. Everything was explained well and clearly, and everything went off without a hitch. And we closed escrow on May first last Tuesday. So. It uh having going through this process and finalizing this process as i was watching this movie really started getting kind of getting me getting me scared and and you know late night staring at the ceiling going oh man what nothing set in stone how do we protect ourselves well uh hopefully this will never, never come about. And, uh, and plus where we live, I don't anticipate any, uh, major corporations wanting to settle, uh, west of Reed road. So, uh, I think we're safe, but, uh, it was just, you know, the, the anxiety of going through such a major change. And then at the same time watching what poor Suzette Kilo was going through, uh, it really causes you to think. So I want to thank Jackie for not only sitting down with Matt Hinshaw and myself, but for bringing this movie, Little Pink House, to our area, to Prescott Valley, and check out littlepinkhousemovie.com to find out where it's playing in your area. It'll be on limited release in smaller theaters throughout the country, starting, I think, this week or next. But check it out, littlepinkhousemovie.com. Check out com for... um. Matt Hinshaw's review of the movie and enjoy my conversation with Jackie Donato. Am I saying that right? I'm so sorry, Jackie. D Donato Kemsley. Um, we had been trading some emails, but that, that day when we saw the movie was the first time I actually met her very, very pleasant lady. I I enjoyed talking with you, Jackie. Sorry for butchering your name, but, uh, I'm an idiot. So in, in your short time, half hour sitting down with me, I'm sure you determined that yes, I am an idiot. Now again, thanks Matt Hinshaw of Real Film Nerds for taking part in this interview. And that leads me up to one last announcement and then we'll, we'll get to the interview. On May 18th, that is a Friday night, May 18th at 7 p.m. at Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley. You can find out where they are at BDEBBQ.com or search their Facebook page at Big Daddy E's Barbecue and Catering. Look on Mile High Show on on Facebook and on our MileHighShow.com page. You'll see links to them as well. Big Daddy himself, Eric Veneer usually closes his restaurant on Fridays at 7 p.m., but not on the 18th. Uh, Live music on the patio from 5 to 7 by Don Witcher. And uh, is it uh, Coyote Brothers or Brothers Coyote? I forget. Anyway, Don and his partner are going to be out there playing music from 5 to 7. And then Eric is going to keep it open late night on the patio. And late night for Chino Valley means 8 o'clock. So for about an hour after we will be recording a live podcast, a joint venture between Big Daddy's Barbecue, The Mile High Show, Real Film Nerds, and The Blue Milk Podcast. Now, The Blue Milk Podcast, the uh, the drivers behind that, BJ Lordy and Dirk Van, uh, Vandenberg, were on the show a few months ago. The Blue Milk Podcast is a Star Wars dedicated video podcast Uh, They're on Facebook under Blue Milk Podcast, and also uh, their weekly show is broadcast through their YouTube channel. All Star Wars, all the time. If you know me at all, you know that's not my wheelhouse. Uh, But Matt over at Real Film Nerds, uh, diehard Star Wars fans. So the three of us, the three podcasts will be joining forces On the 18th of May at 7 p.m. on the patio at Big Daddy E's to do a live audience podcast for the new Solo, a Star Wars story movie that is being released officially May 25th the following week. But there's an advanced screening at the Picture Show Frontier Village on the 24th, and we will be giving away free tickets to that Thursday night show, as well as gift certificates to that you can use anytime you want at uh, Picture Show. We'll be giving away all kinds of stuff. We've got toys. we got games. we got stickers. i got my milehighshow.com uh, coffee mugs. Uh, Eric is going to be presenting some good food for you to eat that night. But what we're encouraging you to do... Show up early, 4.35 o'clock, grab some dinner or just relax in the patio, listen to some great music by Don Witcher, and then when they wrap up at 7, we will take over the tiny mighty stage, as they call it. It's a little stage out in the patio, and we will be presenting a solo Star Wars podcast featuring myself, Matt Hinshaw, and the good folks at the Blue Milk Podcast live in front of an audience with your chance to win good prizes and have a lot of fun, we'll have, again, like I said, free food. We're going to have free beverages. We're going to have a lot of fun out there. This is a family-friendly event. So bring your family, bring your kids. We've set up a uh a an event page on on Facebook so you can RSVP so we know we got about 25 or so coming so far. We hope to see more of you out there. It's going to be a lot of fun and like I said I stress it's family fun. Uh, we'll be having a lot of things to do for the kids and some things for them to win some toys as well as and I got this in the mail today. I got a stack of CDs from my good buddy Steve Simone what's up nerds is his latest cd release it is clean and funny family friendly comedy i was there when he recorded it at the comedy store in la jolla california about a year and a half ago steve is a great guy Uh, he's a great comic great storyteller and it is all portrayed right here in his cd what's up nerds hey you can get your own copy if you're not at the show through Amazon, using the Amazon link at milehighshow.com. But show up on the 18th and you might be able to go home with your very own free What's Up Nerd CD. Thank you, Steve, for sending those over. He also sent us a big stack of stickers. A lot. Of, <laughs> I love Steve. He's a good guy. What's Up Nerds? Steve Simone. You can find out all about Steve at Awesome Steve dot com, including links to pick up your own copy of the CD, tour dates, including I believe he's coming to Arizona down to the House of Comedy in December, uh, the end of this year. Catch him if you can. Again, you can bring your whole family to his shows. He is a lot of fun, great guy, and you know what he does. <laughs> you know what Steve does after his shows. I've got to see him a bunch of times. He invites everybody, everybody there to go out and uh, get pizza with him after. <laughs> there's that what is it uh mellow mushroom pizza next door to the uh the house of comedy in, in phoenix and uh he takes he takes pretty much the whole audience over for pizza after his shows he's just a kick he's a great guy steve simone c d what 's up nerds recorded live at the uh Comedy store in La Jolla, California, back in 2016. I was there. I got to help him record this. I got to take pictures there. And you can pick up your very own copy of What's Up Nerds from Steve Simone on May 18th at Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley. Great food, great music, and a few laughs from us uh, sitting there afterwards, starting at 7 o'clock, but get there early and hang out, listen to some, listen to some music, grab a bite to eat. Uh, anyway, I've rambled on way too long. Uh, RealFilmNerds.com, The Blue Milk Podcast on Facebook, uh, MileHighShow.com, AwesomeSteve.com, check out all those, BDEBBQ.com. All that stuff. Use that Amazon link on milehighshow.com and check out information on Little Pink House at littlepinkhousemovie.com, where you can see Catherine Keener portray Suzette Kilo, who is my guest, Jackie D. Donato Kemsley's aunt. So sit back, enjoy my conversation with Jackie and Matt Hinshaw and check out littlepinkhousemovie.com. First off, I, I appreciate the fact that you brought uh you brought this film to your former hometown. Yes, uh, Prescott Valley. We're at the Harkins there across the way. Now we're sitting taking up space at Garcia's. Um, first off, introduce yourself. Tell me who you are and. You've got, a, you've got your entourage. You don't have to put them on mic, but let me know who you brought up with you as well.
2: Okay. I'm Jackie Kemsley. I have my friend, Tanya Brown, and my fiancé, Jeff
1: Moore. Ah, fiancé. Yes. Congratulations. You guys set a date? Mm, no. Am I forcing things? because yeah. we, could, we could even do a matchmaker episode <laughs> no. here. No, we're,
2: we're, everything's yeah. good so far.
1: Well, nice. Well, yeah. congrats. That's good to have. Yeah. Uh, the movie... Little Pink House. Yes. Why did you bring it here? What's the association? Why are you part of this, this, pre- this screening?
2: Well, um, it's about my aunt Suzette Kilo, um, who lost her house through eminent domain. Um, first, there was a book written, and then the movie came from the book.
1: Time frame here, if and I remember, my brain doesn't always work. We're talking late nineties. Right, ninety eight is so, when the story yeah, so started. So she bought,
2: uh, bought her house in nineteen ninety seven, and around nineteen ninety eight, was the first knock on the door. Yeah, of, of the uh, city wanting to buy
1: up the house. N- now, in, in late nineties, where were you?
2: Living here, I moved to Prescott Valley in ninety three, when the town was uh, twelve thousand. Yeah. Um. Lived in the town in Prescott Valley for 20 years until 2013. Uh, Worked for Humboldt Unified School District for almost 18 years. First at Coyote Springs Elementary School as a kindergarten aide for 11 years, and then over at Glassford Hill Middle School as a resource aide.
1: Nice, nice. Is education always been your professional life?
2: Since. Yes, yeah, since 1993. Still?
1: <laughs> Is that what you're doing now down yes, in the valley? Uh,
2: um, moved down to the Phoenix area, and right now I'm subbing for the Glendale School District uh, part-time, and then I take care of my granddaughter the other part-time.
1: Granddaughter? Yes, she's five years old. Oh, wow, that's neat. I've yeah. got an eight-year-old at home, and he's... Uh Everybody thinks he 's my grandson well, <laughs> <laughs> I go pick him up from school and I stand there with the grandparents picking up all the kids. and all the parents are like twenty five years younger than me twenty twenty years younger <laughs> so i, I don 't like that, and when they find out he 's my son, they always get this surprised look that 's your kid that 's your funny. son what is your recollection of when this was happening are you How close are you with your aunt is this was was it
2: my Aunt Suzette and I are pretty close. She was like... A, she's not that much about eight years older than I am, so she was like a big sister. Yeah. Um, I She's always lived in Connecticut. I moved away from New England when I was 12. Uh-huh. So the visits here and there, um, but always calls, letters. Yeah. Um, I actually just recently... Found a car, a Christmas card that she sent me, and I should have brought it with me. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about herself going to DC in front of the Supreme oh, Court when um, this was happening, when it was happening, yeah. Oh wow. Um, I I remember you know being here and buying the People magazine because she was in People magazine um, during this time when, as
1: the the media blitz was yes, starting. As the yeah. media
2: blitz was happening. Um.
1: What were you thinking? If you and rack your brain here while this was going on, were you were you frustrated? Were you just observing it saying, "Hey, let's see how this plays out?" Frustrated for her? You recall any her, feelings? Yeah.
2: Um not really understanding what was happening and no. why it was happening. Um why they were taking everybody's home. I like you said eminent domain. I didn't really understand a yeah. lot about it and um, just sad for her um, and her neighbors yeah um i got to see the the house got to visit with her in in the house um right before they they took it down
1: how how the film the well the, starting with the book and then into the film mm-hmm. uh how accurate did they get to capturing the feel and the and the details I th- to I your think memory? They,
2: I think they captured the details really well um, capturing my Aunt Suzette's personality Sometimes that's kind of hard to do She's a feisty yeah. redhead And uh, always has been That's how I always viewed her She was that You know, little wild redhead Kind of, yeah. you know And and when In the movie they portrayed You know, because you're hot And I'm like, that's That's who she was You know she, <laughs> her, Firecracker her year, Firecracker yeah. And yep um, t- Straight shooter Definitely a straight shooter. Um, So her portrayal, the portrayal was a little more mellow, I think. But I think you have to kind of do that, too. Um, Always taking care of somebody else. She's a mother of five boys. I remember when they were all in diapers all at once.
1: Was she an EMT?
2: She was an EMT. And now she's um, been a registered nurse for a long time. And now she just finished school to teach nursing.
1: Interesting. And she's still... Connecticut? Is yes, that still in Connecticut. Still? Mm-hmm. Now, if I, if I caught it correctly, um, the screening you saw recently was at Vegas? In
2: Las Vegas. Um, and was
1: she there? Yes. Your aunt so was there? So I
2: got to, um, yes, um, Suzette came out for that one, and I got to meet the producer, um, Ted, the director, Courtney. I got to meet her lawyer, uh, the PR guy for the Institute of Justice, um, the uh it's Benedict that wrote the book. Uh-huh. I got to meet everybody, the and was there? Yeah. Yes. Um, I have pictures of them doing the book signing right nice. after the screening. Um, it was at the Paris
1: Hotel. How? And again, you know, across the country, coasts apart, almost. Mm-hmm. How did this experience affect her, your aunt? And did it have any any trickle down to the extended family, as far as? Uh, I'm trying to word this right, I mean, but let, me, let me say this: if this happened to me, there would be some some hate, hatred I guess right. there would be some deep, deep frustrations. I thankfully haven't had to deal with anything right. of this magnitude.
2: I, I think she feels all of that, and now you're talking now it's twelve years yeah. later, so we um, saw her in Vegas. I just we just went uh, to Connecticut in May. Um, and got to spend a lot of time with yeah. her um, just now, um, just this last year. Um, I think she just has come to terms with it. Yeah, you know,
1: she's. I don't a, know that I could do that. I, I mean, didn't. you know, again, you 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 see things portrayed, whether it be in movies or books or or magazine articles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we all do this. I do this. I'll sit there, especially now being a father, first time father. I uh, kind of late in life. There was a lot of. Movies and stories I would read or see, and they wouldn't have that big of an impact. Oh yeah, good story. Did this to that. You know, it was interesting. Now, specifically, things that have to do with children, right? Really, ch- are a whole new ball game. It's a whole different level of of effect that it has on me. Uh, and if it was to do something with my with my home, affecting my family life, it would be that much deeper and i it, it's it's just interesting how i am I'm, I'm always curious how people how people digest that thing, the the traumas that they go through or the the different uh hurdles they have to the to she's gone through over. so
2: many hurdles and i think this was just another unfortunate yeah. hurdle um all of her life she's had to go through hurdles um from having five boys very young yeah um ex-husbands that weren't great, yeah. um, different situations, and then her husband that they were portraying in the movie for that accident to happen, and she literally had to teach him how to walk, how to eat, how to do everything. And I remember that, getting that call and saying that he had gotten into that car accident and, like, what are you going to do? And she goes, "What, what do I do? I take care of him. Yeah. You know? You just you just do it. That's Suzette. You just do it. You just keep moving forward, and you just do it. And um, she's strong. Her boys very very protective of her. Very. Mm-hmm. Pro- they're all grown men now. One's a police officer, and um, there was a picture just recently with two of her boys that just went down to DC with uh-huh. her um, right after the New London uh, screening, and. Uh,
1: did you uh, now? Were you there for that? No, In that New was London? just last last weekend. Okay, how, have you heard how how the reception was? Oh, what? there
2: was a, it was fourteen hundred seats all sold out. Oh,
1: nice. Um,
2: and so many people upset that they didn't get a ticket that they had to do a second screening.
1: Very nice. And
2: everybody was there. All the all the movie people were there, and Suzette, and
1: uh, very good. Now we had, you mentioned and again. I don't I, I don't want to. I was more. More interested in hearing your take on the personal aspects and how they portrayed and things. But flip to the legal side, you did mention how, and it was mentioned at the end of the movie, and we don't want to give too much away because we want people to go out and see Little Pink House. But there were mentions of how your aunt's case, how the case depicted in this film, affected nationwide how municipalities, states, and counties view eminent domain, what they can and can't do. There was some reforming laws. You mentioned that there were some here in Arizona yeah, as well. Yeah, so
2: it um, ended up 44 states, because of her case, 44 states changed how yeah. they do eminent domain and changed the, their laws. Um, and Arizona is one of them.
1: Nice. Now, I had mentioned to you off mic and people that listen to the show know, I, I do work with local communities county and a couple of the the local municipalities towns and cities i haven't dealt with this much this is after when we were walking over here i started thinking to myself of who at the town of chino specifically who i work with a lot uh who i could talk to because i want to get some of their comments not not specific to any cases in in the area just the general what's the process right if this comes up uh, what's the process? Uh, it was mentioned in the film, Eminent Domain is a last resort. There are settlements that are trying to be done and, and the fair market values and all that. But right. when you take a home that, for instance, some of the families depicted in this film, they'd been there for generations. The older couple that was mentioned, this was the only home they ever lived in. You can't put a dollar figure on things like that. And what... Is the process for city and town officials to what steps do they have to take? So I'm interested to talk to a couple of the guys that I know and get them on mic just to see what, what, what are the process going through because it was all tied in this film under economic development. Right. And that is a big push specifically in Chino Valley because we are, the town of Chino is, is only funded by sales tax. There's no property tax in Chino Valley. You pay a property tax to the county, the state gets that, the town gets a little bit of it, but unlike some of the other surrounding communities, the income the, the, the income generators typically are a combo of property tax and sales tax. In Chino, it's strictly sales tax. So economic development is constantly talked about at council meetings that unfortunately I have to sit through every single one, right. <laughs> like I said before, not my favorite thing to do. Got one tomorrow night, actually. Um, so, I'm curious what their process is because we are a smaller community. Uh, at last census, we were about 10,000. At last informal censuses and, and uh, building permits and things like that, we're at about 11.5 now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But they're talking about adding that considerably, right. and they keep throwing things around like smart growth and and keeping the small-town feel but still increasing, which is needed. There's, you can't stop progress. But at what point does the progress start taking over the individual property rights or the quality of life that people move to small communities for? So I'm curious what their take is. is it, oh, go ahead. But by, uh, I,
2: then this... Movie, Her case, the book, the movie is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. The curiosity. People that don't know much about Eminent Domain, now you've seen this. Now, okay, i got some phone calls to make. I want (laughs) to find out what's going on in my community. And it is something that's in the back until it happens to you. You don't think about it. But this is what it's doing. Now it's bringing awareness for everybody to look into their city, their county of what would happen to my yeah. house and how would this work and how would this process you know, end up happening it's doing what it's supposed to do it's making you yeah. find out what's going to happen in Chino if something like this was
1: to happen and, and when we talk about things like economic development where we're sitting right now right. is an outcome of economic development when, when you got here in wait, 93 you yes. said mm-hmm. about 12,000 Yeah, what was where we're sitting now Cow pastures. There was nothing. Yeah. Cow pastures. The cows. Cattle. And the antelope. And and now it's uh it's yeah. a Garcias it which a Gar- has pretty g- pretty good margaritas. How's the chips, Maddie? Not
2: bad. <laughs> yeah, this was all famed oh. property. At, uh, but, d- yeah. yeah.
1: What's the d- thing that makes me think about this movie? You're gonna make me talk. Okay. Is being a first time being a first time homeowner. It uh, really makes you think, like, just like what you said, you know. What would happen if this happened to me kind of thing right. So it makes you a little scared I, I've been to your house I don't think there's any chance of anybody wanting to take it Anytime soon But not to build anything They just want to get rid of it <laughs> Running joke on this show Is Matt's doll collection
2: yeah.
1: He's, yeah. Uh, he's a, uh, a, a Star Wars kind of fanatic And he nice. has a, a yeah. si- si- Single young man Three-bedroom house, two of which are filled with dolls. That's not true. <laughs> I have a guest room now. That's got to lie. That's funny. man. Yeah. Yes. yeah Star Wars guest room. What? what it's a fantasy. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> that's that's It's a family podcast, man. I don't want to talk about your fantasy room. Uh, your experience here in Prescott Valley. You were here for how many years? You said twenty years. Twenty years. Tell me a little bit. I, I got here in 04. Okay. So I. This was already here. There's been some, uh, some noticeable growth, but mainly it's been some housing. There hasn't been a lot of commercial since I've been here. All right. Tell me a little bit about what you saw change in your time here.
2: When uh, first, when, I fir- when we first moved here, um, the only road that was paved was Robert Road. The original Robert Road from 69 yeah. going to the back of town. That was the only road paved. Wow. Um, moved into a duplex on Spouse, which was not paved.
1: There was Spouse and where?
2: Uh, L- like near
1: Spouse and Robert. Spouse and Robert. Because <laughs> he just moved from Spouse and Robert.
2: <laughs> um. There was. Let's see. What was here? McDonald's was here. There was hardly the lemon. The the, the honey guy was here. He's always been yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, who?
1: The honey yeah, man. Yeah. The
2: honey man. Um, And then I think Spouse was the next road to be paved. Soon after that, um, bought 10 acres out in Coyote Springs. Um, Back then, you just had to sign over ownership. There was, you went to a title company. Like getting a car? Yeah, like pretty much. You know, we went to the title company and here you go. You sign, you sign. And um, so lived out there for...
1: true, True small town living.
2: True small town yeah. living, raised both kids um, here. They went from God's World Preschool, when it was in the basement of the church, <laughs> uh, to Coyote Springs Elementary School, to Glassford, yeah. to Bradshaw.
1: Now, the preschool that they were at, wh- is where, what part of town is that in? Or is it still here? It's still here. Is that the one by Big Five up north? No, no? Okay. over
2: by, um, by yeah Mountain Valley Park.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Which has changed quite a bit. Oh, yes. And that's changed since I've been here with the ballparks and the uh, the swimming pools and and all that fun stuff.
2: So, Tanya was here, yeah, Tanya was oh, wow. here about the same time, and we met when our kids were in school, and, and then I was the kindergarten aide, and she was you know, one of the parents, and and then she started working at Coyote, and so... Uh, so, yeah, Tanya and I go way back from, nice. from the, you know. So, that's why I wanted And I had been talking as the as the movie w- got made and Suzette was doing these the premieres. Pr- press
1: junkets and, yes, and PR stuff. Yes. I yeah. was
2: advertising it on my Facebook page to all my Facebook friends. And I've been doing this probably for the, like the last year and a half. Yeah. So... Everybody's like, well, that's kind of cool, you know? And then when I, I'm like, but I want to bring it into town. Yeah, This is, I, I know a lot of people here still. Um, I even brought my, uh, my truck up here to have Monty Krause from Advanced Auto Air fix it because <laughs> he's the only one that's ever touched my truck. I drove it up here 90 miles for him to work on it. So, nice. I mean, it, like I still have.
1: You still have your roots I here. I still have my roots yeah. here.
2: Yeah. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring it here and to show friends
1: well, what I've been talking about for the we last We are glad year. you did. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, again, sitting in that dark theater, grinding my teeth, feeling the frustration, yeah. which is good because that's, like you said, right. get thinking. Find out how something like this can happen. Uh, what are the steps that... that where municipalities, where communities get to that point, and then what rights do we have as, as you know, citizens, as, as property owners? Right. And it can be very frustrating and eye-opening at the same time. And as we look around with the growth that's happening right on the lots here, again, a lot of uh, of uh, uh, Fane Signature Group projects, and they've been very good to the community, but they have changed the face of the community. So... It's a balancing of what is, that's what, ultimately what communities need to do is, okay, what's best for the community, what is also best for the individual. It's a fine line to do. Uh, As depicted in this film, uh, Little Pink House, there were some backdoor things going on. We're not saying that that's what's happening here. Right. We don't want to imply that, Uh, but in our area, there is a need for economic growth to keep the communities alive and surviving and keep people living here. Right. But there is also the reason why you and I moved here is because we didn't want to live in a Southern Cal or a Northern Cal or even, you know, for a lot of the folks coming up, they don't want to be in Phoenix. Right. It's getting big. Right. We like to be able to stretch our elbows and not bump into our neighbors. And if that is not going to continue, why? Or if we can keep it to continue, How? Right. So it raises a lot of questions. Uh, where can folks find out more about this film? And uh, and you see, mentioned there's a, another premiere de- or another uh, screening, showing. Um, screening in,
2: uh, May, May 11th um, in Scottsdale. I think it's at the Shea 14 in May 11th. I'm not sure on a time yet. They haven't discussed the time yet. Um, but you, uh, Little Pink House has a Facebook page. Okay, you can get right on there, and they have a bunch of information. Um, you can Google. Yeah, yeah see there. He had te- I'll, put, te- I'll put
1: links uh, in the show notes for that, and then I do a separate like intro and outro. I'll yeah. I'll make sure to mention those. So the Little Pink House Facebook page, Twitter feed, yes, very active, and typically um, even better than websites. Social media now is where you find out the more most recent and up to date. And if anybody inform- wants
2: a, hi- of, of a history of what was happening during that time, you just put it. Um, just Google um, Kilo versus New London, and tons and tons of just stuff. Spell comes. the
1: last name for me, please.
2: K E L O.
1: Okay, thank you.
2: Versus New London, and YouTube one video after another video of all those
1: newscasts that they're all there and that was very nice integrated into the film were actual Actual. news clips from the ongoing and then again we don't want to give everything away do some research look at the history of it but better than that go see this movie absolutely strictly theaters now is it uh on streaming services at all no it's still okay.
2: on select theaters, um, and I'm sure Little Pink House will let us know yeah. when it gets beyond
1: that. Amazon, Netflix, wherever else. Yeah. Nice. So the 28th, and then expanding out more. It's not going to won't pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So just follow the link in the in the Facebook. Yes. Uh, excuse me, the link in the show notes to the Facebook page, the social media. Right. Get out and see the movie. Get out. It and was see the movie. very, very captivating. Good. A little frustrating. A little and frustrating. And then at the, again, without giving away the entire thing, we want people to go see it. The ending where we see the actual person involved, your aunt. Yes. In clips, in in uh, not just news clips, but also some. Some footage of her yes. in the area was nice to see. Yeah. And, j- again, just to capsulize it again, they, how'd they get her? They got her pretty good. They got her they pretty good. It pretty you good. You know,
2: maybe not so much her fiery, you know, personality uh, that this, she can be. Uh, is this
1: one of those cases where they had to tone it down a little bit just to make it believable? If we did it exactly right, people would say, oh, there's no way she could be that feisty.
2: <laughs> maybe. Maybe that you know. It, it just, like I said, she, she just, the, 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 her spirit... And her having to be so strong all of her life, that's who she is. That makes her. um, And I can only envision her going through this and how her
1: true personality came out with this. Well, great. There were great performances across the board. And uh, Catherine Keener did a great job, in my eyes, without having right. met your aunt or seeing her. But no, just, she did She did a fantastic, a fantastic job. portrayal. And Suzette
2: was very, very pleased nice. with her. Very pleased. That
1: okay. must be odd, seeing yourself portrayed on... <laughs> right. that, that, that's an odd, odd when, dynamic.
2: When I um, went to go to the Vegas screening, and Suzette was sitting next to me, and right when the movie started, she grabbed my hand, <laughs> and she goes, here we go, and... I think that was only like the second time she had seen it. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. So. What a
1: surreal moment. Yeah. Well, you'd mentioned you got to get down the hill. Yes. You've got work to do. You're playing hooky. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. We want to let you go, but really quick. And it's, this, it's actually going to go around the table. So you're going to pass the mic around very quick, and then we'll get you out of here. They're making a film about your life. They're doing your life. Who do you want playing you? Living or dead? Who do they I, want, who do you I, want playing I you? I
2: have no idea. Seriously. Oh, come on. Just,
1: what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
2: Help me out. I don't know. Jacqueline Smith.
1: <laughs> uh, you got it. Who's playing you? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I could see it. I'll actually be doing uh, got- Bruce. <laughs> <coughs> I'll actually be doing Bruce Willis's life. Oh, you're good. <laughs> All right, Matt. Who's playing you? See, now I want someone... Like, um, oh, see, now I'm blanking on his name, Hugh Jackman. I want someone like Hugh Jackman. Ain't gonna happen. I know Ain't the reality happen. of the situation. I'm more like. Um, Don't point of me. Oh, I'm an no no, actor. Uh, <laughs> Pat, no, I'm trying. I'm, I'm horrible with names. Uh, Pat Oswalt I know if Pat Oswalt is probably more real. If he had somebody sitting on his shoulders, what are you, 6'9? <laughs> me? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Artie Lang, at his worst. <laughs> at his worst. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for bringing the film up here. And thanks for sitting down. We know it's late and you want to get down the hill, but we appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Hey, darling, I can remember when you could stop a cloud Oh, but ain't that America for you and me Ain't that America something to see, baby Ain't that America home on the free, yeah Little pink houses for you and me, oh, yeah